time of being prepared, of making preparation. As we do that, we follow along with Jesus in those final days and weeks, the things that he did to prepare his disciples. They're also the things that prepare us. He told stories. He told stories so it would illustrate in, in a very clear way what it is that, that he really wants us to know, how he wants us to live. So we've used this kind of backdrop of tell me the stories, parables for Lent. The parable today is about being prepared. How are you prepared? How, how do we go about that, that preparation? Kathy showed us how to be prepared for bad weather and, and traveling in our car. How do we prepare ourselves in other things in our life? And what I want us to really think about this morning are the what-ifs of life. What if? We're all prepared if it just kind of happens the way we think that it's going to happen. But what if it doesn't? What if, what if something that, that we don't expect suddenly happens? Are we, are we able to adapt? Are, are, we, are we able to make that next step? And of course, Jesus specifically is talking about what if, what if today's the day that he comes? I want us to think in terms of, of being prepared as a very positive thing. I don't want us to, to have the, the fear of, but, but the anticipation of, the joy of, thinking no matter what the circumstance, I'm going to be ready for this. So often what we do is we think, well, I'll get around to it. How many times have you said, well, when I have time, I'll do that. When I have time, then I'll address that. But the parable today it, it informs us that we don't know whether we have time or not. We don't know what time looks like. We're not talking about simply procrastinating. We're, we're talking about literally not taking the steps, doing the things that we need to do to be ready. I have always been a, a Garth Brooks fan. It, it came from from my kids being real fans. But Garth Brooks came out with a song. It's probably been 20-some years ago now, but, but it was if, if Tomorrow Never Comes. If Tomorrow Never Comes. He's talking about making sure that the one you love knows that you love them. If Tomorrow Never Comes. Do the people in your life know that you love them? Now, you may assume that they do, but trust me, unless you tell them, they do not know. Certainly, we express our love in actions, but it's vitally important for us to let people know verbally, I love you. And then to follow through in a way that, that really it supports what we say. Do what you say, say what you do, but make all of that matter. What would happen, what would happen today if tomorrow would never come? Would God know? Would God know that you love him? See, that's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about if God comes today, does God know that you love him? 
not just by lip service, but by action. And not just by action, but by confirming, yes, Lord, I love you. The parable today is, we're, we're calling it the, the parable of the ten bridesmaids. And the story that Jesus tells is one that really reflects what it looks like to be prepared and what it looks like to not be prepared and how we then can, can really focus on being, being that person of preparation. We're in the, the 25th chapter of Matthew, and, and Matthew says it like this. He says, At the time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five of them were wise. The foolish ones, the foolish ones took their lamps but didn't take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the bridesmaids woke up and they trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going to run out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The bridesmaids who were ready went in to him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Wow. Wow. Seems kind of harsh, right? I mean, we're taught from the time that, that we're little, what should we do if we have extra? We should do what? Share it. And that seems to make sense. However, this is a different kind of story. We're not talking about stuff. If you had oil, indeed, maybe you should share it. But here's, here's the thing. You cannot share your faith with someone that doesn't have it. You can't say, oh, but my great-grandma had such faith. I'll just rely on that. Oh, my spouse has such great faith. I don't need to worry. I'm covered. It doesn't work that way. Each of us, each of us need to be prepared. Are we being foolish or are we being wise? Are we being prepared for the day of Christ? Or are we thinking, I've got plenty of time, I can do it another day? Why do we think, why do we think it's sacrifice? When in fact, it's blessing. When, when we decide that we're going to prepare ourselves, what happens is, is that the more prepared we become, the more blessed we are. The more we give ourselves to this coming of Christ, the, the greater 
the greater blessing our life is. And when we realize that it's not one of those things we wait till the end and sprint in, but it's a marathon, we start to understand life differently. You know, when I was 20 years old, I probably could just go out and run a marathon without ever doing any preparation. That ship has sailed. You know, it takes, it takes some preparation. It takes, it takes doing those things. In the season of Lent, it's really a way to re-engage that. It's a way to, to say, I need, I need to be ready for the marathon. I need to have things in place that help me grow in my faith, reflect my love of God, so that if tomorrow never comes, the Lord will know that I love him. The Lord will know that, that, that I want to spend eternity with him. The Lord will know that the Lord is, in fact, the Lord of my life. What does that look like? It's more than just saying it, right? It is actually living a life that, that, that we put God first. That matters. It's really important. There was a, a series of books that came out years ago called Left Behind. And, and it, it talked about what would happen if, if suddenly the Lord came and took all the followers, and you got left behind. Yikes. Wouldn't be much fun, right? The thing that, that I really kind of struggle with is that, that it really was a fear-based theology. And, and I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be afraid of being left behind. I want you to have that fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out on that time with God. I don't want to miss out when God comes and takes us all to heaven. I want to be there. I want to be in the center of it all because it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day that, that we come to the feet of Jesus and, and hear those stories and, and feel that, that connection with God. I don't want to be left behind. I want God to know I love God. Jesus is the Lord of my that's the preparation of the bridesmaids. Talking about when the time comes, I'm ready. I don't know when it is. I don't know what it looks like. But when the time comes, I am there. Several years ago, I had a, a good friend that was, he was the chairman of the administrative council at church, but he also was chairman of the local bank board. It, it was a bank that he owned. And he was very, very, very into leadership development, being prepared. And he said, when, when my board meets, we, we talk about what happens if you get hit by a garbage truck. What does life look like? If you get hit by a garbage truck, do you have things in place that life goes on? If you get hit by a garbage truck, does your family know that you love them, that they were a priority, that they matter? If not, fix it. Have you put things in place so that they're taken care of? That there is, there is a way that tomorrow happens. If you get hit by a garbage truck tomorrow, 
God know God was a priority in your life? See, that garbage truck scenario, it is, it's just bigger than life, right? I mean, even as I say it, can you not just feel the garbage truck slam up against you and end your life right then and there? And it seems dramatic. But it's dramatic for a reason. It's because we need to make a choice. We, we need to wake up. We need to be prepared. We don't have all the time in the world. We just don't. We don't control time. As much as we would like to, each of us have the exact same amount of time. A minute for me, a minute for you, there isn't any difference. The difference is what do we do with it? How do we invest it? How do we, how do we invest the next 30 minutes or the next hour or the next week? That time matters. The bridesmaids would never have put off getting oil if they had thought for a second it would cost them admission to the wedding. But they thought, you know, the Lord's surely going to come really quickly. The bridegroom's going to be right there. We're going to be ready. But it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you need to be prepared, short-term, long-term, making, making that kind of connection. There was a movie that came out, and, and you know, I, I don't know whether this is an apology or just an admission, but, but Carol and I, we are big Hallmark people. We just are. We, we like a good story that ends well. You know, one that at the end you can feel good about it rather than kind of just being hit by the garbage truck. There was a movie that came out recently. It was called Five More Minutes. And it asked the question, if I just had five more minutes, and, and think of that person in your life, if you just had five more minutes with them, what it would be like. What would you say? What would you ask? What would you do? The reality is we don't have five more minutes. Or we might not. So do it now. Do it now. Don't let the day go by without saying I love you to the people that you love. I don't care if you have to call them or email them or just offer up a prayer to them. Don't trust that God loves you in a way that, that means you don't ever have to say I love you back. But say it. Express it. And commit to it. We have a choice of what we do. We have a choice of how we spend our time. We have a choice of how we invest our lives. This season of Lent it is about making a choice that I am going to grow closer to God by cleaning out the stuff that stands between us. I'm going to grow closer to God by making a commitment to let God know I love you. You are my Lord. 
we just look at the clock, we're only a fourth of the way there. But for some of us, the garbage trucks out there, don't wait. Do it today. We don't know the day or the hour. But you know who we do know? We know the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, we are thankful. We're thankful for time together. We're thankful for your stories that encourage us to, to live our life. To love you. To love those around us. We're thankful for that greatest commandment that just refreshes in us time and again to love you with all that we are and to love our neighbors ourselves, to express it in ways that truly reflect that you are our Lord and Savior. Dear God, help us over these next days and weeks as we draw to Easter to be prepared. We ask it in your name.